Welcome to the Be Ruthless Show, where we have the conversations that other people don't, the conversations that other people won't. I'm your host, Sam Ruth, and I'm ready to make a lot of noise and disrupt things ruthlessly. Thanks for being here today. Now let's get to it. Welcome back to the Be Ruthless Show. I'm your host, Sam Ruth. And if you're listening live today, I am thinking about my family in Michigan. I'm always thinking about my family in Michigan, but we lost my aunt, my dad's sister today. And even though you know it's coming, even when you prepare, even though I haven't seen her in years, even though I haven't seen my cousin in years, it's just painful. And I want to be there. I wish I was with my dad uh, and my family who, when you've had over 260 episodes, they are not listening, but (laughs) that is where my head and my heart are. So that is what I want to talk about in a way I want to talk about how I put it all out there and how this is what I do and why I do it. And I put it all out there, not because my life matters so much to everyone, but because this happens to someone every minute of the day somewhere. And it isn't easy to talk about. It isn't easy to go into work or school and explain it and explain the fact that maybe you're a little bit off or maybe your sleep is off or your mood is off and you can't focus or concentrate because and with as much experience as I have and as much background and education as I have, when I needed support and resources, it it blew my mind that I couldn't find what I needed, that it wasn't just provided, first and foremost, that the work that I do, I'm a few steps away, right? People come and see me after the fact. So I'm removed from the immediate crisis. So I take for granted, took for granted what goes on in those moments up until it happened to me. Shame on me. And therefore, I became much more passionate about it And I continue to become more passionate about it as I see and hear what goes on. And I see the lack of resources. I see the lack of compassion. I'm sorry. For those of you who do what you do well and do it with a fire in you like I do, I'm not talking to you, right? <laughs> How many times have you heard people say, if this doesn't apply to you, then you know disregard it. I'm talking to the people who it does apply to. 
there are not enough resources available and the ones that are are lacking people come to me all the time a hundred percent of the time with a story that is awful with a story of I looked for and I couldn't find I called a hundred people and they didn't call me back not a hundred but maybe 11 or 12 right or I could go on and on about it, right? And so I do this and I do it all day and I do it every day and I put it out there because others maybe don't because it's difficult and it's uncomfortable and it needs to become normalized and we need to get there somehow. And for those of us doing this so that we get there, thank you, right? I mean, it's not easy. We all have our days and I have not had an easy couple of months. And I put it out there because we need to be able to say I'm not okay today and I'm still showing up so that maybe someone else hears that and is able to do the same. More importantly, Yes, that's why I do that. I do that so people are able to absolutely live in a world that we can do that. But I also want to create change. I want bosses to create a workplace that people can do that so that my clients don't have to go to their cars or the bathrooms or call in sick because they're afraid to be themselves. That is the world we live in people, students go to the bathroom or don't go to school, or I am calling for my clients and creating what I call an anytime pass so that they can leave the classroom and go to their counselor's office or their favorite teacher or whatever we create to be their safe environment when they don't feel okay. And come on, we live in a world where we all don't feel okay sometimes. And if we have to hide it, that makes it worse. So I don't do it for my, for everyone to know my stuff. I don't do it for you to feel sorry for me or to know my business. I do it so that someone else will change somewhere. So that a school teacher changes the way they run their classroom so that a student doesn't have to use that anytime pass. I live in Colorado where it is unheard of for there to be psychologists, social workers, places for kids to go, period. Okay, in Michigan, there's at least that. And I know that in this world, we all have to do better and it has to improve everywhere. But some places it has a lot further to go than others. So you might be listening and thinking I'm just one person. You you can do something. If you're sitting at home, you can tell your kids, your spouses, your whoever's what they can do in their life 
to, to live differently, to advocate for themselves or whoever, because that's how we can make a change. I help my clients understand that they have a voice. And if they don't know how to use it yet, they reach out to me. And I am a voice with them until they know how to use theirs. And we all have people who can help us do that. But for real, I will be on speakerphone with you somewhere until you don't need me to be. And, and we can all have someone to do that with us. If you do not feel comfortable in a classroom, in a work environment, we all need to be able to cry, to not be okay however you let it out, because keeping it in makes it worse. Whether you've had a loss in your family today, whether you just didn't sleep well last night, whether you're nervous about how you're going to get through the upcoming holiday, whatever it is that you are going through, it's real. And it's not about comparing yours to mine to someone else's. Our feelings are real and dismissing them or hiding them or pretending that they don't matter is what makes them harder to live with. So if you have to talk to your dogs while you're walking them in the morning or at night, if you have to write in your journal, if you have to call someone to talk it out, if you have to exercise to let it out physically, there are so, so many different ways but trying to figure it out by yourself isn't the path to getting there quickly or easily. And we live in a world where people say, fake it until you make it and push through. And these types of things drive me crazy. Even just talking to myself right now, which is talking to you, but you're not physically sitting in this room with me, sassy is, and she says, hi, it's still a way of expressing feelings and finding an outlet that works for you is important. And having someone to help you figure that out is important whether that is your favorite teacher or your coach or your family or your best friend. We live in a world that dismisses feelings, that dismisses a lot of things that matter. And the holidays are upon us. They are here. They are real. They are happening now if you are listening live. If you're listening to the replay, there probably is another holiday coming soon. Um, my event, Healing Together Through the Holidays, is important for so, so many reasons. The, the largest is that people struggle silently through the holidays because they think everyone else is enjoying them happily. Because there's lights, there's festivities, there's parties, there's get-togethers, and 
a lot of people are struggling for different reasons. Maybe they've just gone through a loss. Maybe they are missing someone. Maybe they are not with their family, you know, for whatever it is. So this event is about providing you with any and all of the different resources to get through a difficult time your way. If you want to watch at three in the morning, if you want to watch at three in the afternoon, uh, the event itself doesn't begin live until December 2nd in Colorado. However, the holidays are beginning now. So please register uh, so that I will have your email because I am beginning to send out tools and tips and resources to help you through the holidays beginning on Thanksgiving, which is three days away if you're listening live. So register, sign up so that I have your email to send you these resources and you will begin getting something in your email every day beginning on Thanksgiving up until the event on December 2nd. And then on December 2nd, you can attend live, watch live, visit live in Colorado, or you can watch virtually, or you will get in your email the recordings. And all of these resources will be in a library in case you are busy out and about, or in case you watch and want to go back because something strikes a nerve and you can't remember and you want to go back and watch it again or just because it's important and it's valuable and you want to go back and watch again and the holiday season doesn't end when national grief awareness week ends which is why this event started um so the event itself like i said december 2nd through the 8th but the library will be open from Thanksgiving all the way until March because some people struggle through Christmas and some people struggle through New Year's and some people struggle with Valentine's Day. So the resources will be there and available all of those times. And you can go back and watch and listen. And all of the speakers are giving additional little gifts. Some are little guided meditations and some are other tools and resources that you can access. And then the talks will be there as well. So all of this, for me, the holidays already feel like they're starting, right? And for me, that involves traveling and visiting family and then getting back on a plane and coming home and, and not being with family. So that's a lot of emotions, right? And all of that is not with Jim, right? So different things come up for different people when we're talking about loss. And loss, my friends, is a lot of things. I don't want to be depressing this event is not just about loss. It's about how you heal and all the different ways that you can heal through loss. So there are, like I said, resources and different ways to heal, but there are also different types of loss. There is not only 
different types of loss, like loss of a spouse or loss of a child or loss of a parent or loss of a sibling. But there's also loss of a job, loss of identity, so many different things. And I'm not leaving anything uncovered. So what started as a virtual event turned into a live event, started as five speakers a day, became six. One day, there's a bonus. There's seven. This is any and everything you need to know and every resource and tool, um, financial resources, meditation resources, natural healing resources, educational resources. I'm not kidding when I say um, I wanted to give any and everything. And like I said, I, I don't want it to be overwhelming. So there's this library that you can come back to. And I said today, I wanted to talk about feelings. And with that comes communication. Um, someone said to me, over the past few days, week, I'm not the best with time, um, that I thought you knew. I was sent a text message, which is a great form of communication, but also not the best, right? We can't hear someone's tone of voice. We can't see a facial expression, right? And so while you might say it in one way, I might read it in another. And so Later on, someone said, I thought you knew, meaning I was supposed to take it a certain way. And so I also want to briefly cover communication. And this is something I do talk about in some of my workshops, and I talk about it with clients, um, that it's important to cover and make sure we know that what I say is what you hear, that what I mean is what you hear. And that can be difficult on any day of the week in any relationship. But when you add emotions into it, when you add a bad day, right? Just add a bad mood and irritability into a conversation, right? Think about that or just a bad night's sleep. And think about how your tone of voice might change then. Um, but then add things that are a little bit more complicated. Think about something like grief. Think about something like anxiety and how that can add into it. I have anxiety and I told my dad years ago, years ago, um, he, he used to say things. He used to love to say, we need to talk about this later or you know we need to talk about this at some point and that's not a fun thing for someone with anxiety to hear because that leaves your brain and your imagination to wonder and think about when is some point what are we going to talk about um and and i i liked to have more definitive things like we are going to talk about this on monday at two or don't don't say anything at all let's just talk about it now right? So we add in more emotional complexities to communication, and it can add all sorts of other complications to things that can be complicated anyway, right? So you were supposed to know what I meant in conversation is is complicated to begin with, but in a text message, right? 
So it's important when we're communicating um, to, to look into, to own responsibility, like what's, what's my job to say, am I supposed to clarify? Do I, you know, do I look at this and say, is it clear what this says? Am I supposed to check back in and follow up and see if this person understood? Um, but certainly with my role and having clients who depend on me and people who rely on me, um, and and I have people who I say you can reach out and pretty much unless I'm sleeping or unless I'm unavailable, it's understood that I'm going to get back to you. Um, but I'm also a human being, right? And I have a life and I am a widow and I have had a rough stretch and I was almost attacked by a dog last week, right? And I also don't read minds. So when it comes to communication, it is up to us to let people know what we are expecting. If we want a response right now, if we want a response next week, if we don't want a response at all, different people have different expectations. So um, that can be difficult. I work with my clients a lot on practicing what to say and how to say it. And it can be very simple for some people and really, really difficult for others. So think about as a person who is communicating and as a person who's receiving, who you're interacting with, what you're, what you're reading and how you're responding. There's so much more that plays into both sides. And we can always, always just come from a place of curiosity and ask, am I understanding this? You know, is there something that I am not understanding? Um, and I am the worst. My entire family will tell you I have my phone on silent 100% of the time. It's for real. Um, and will miss calls and call you back. And that is just how I operate. I don't like to be attached to my phone, whereas other people have their phone on them all the time and respond right away. And it is a choice. Uh, I, I like to interact with the people I'm with and give that my attention versus being attached to technology. Uh, it's a problem when I lose it because that happens too. And then I cannot say, just call me and um, we'll find it that way, right? Because the ringer is always off. It's how I like to live silently. But there is always, there's always a chance that what you say and how you mean it is not the way another person hears it. Probably happens the majority of the time in this world. 
So it's important to recognize that when you are the one speaking and when you are the one listening. And the best way to reconcile that is first knowing it and then asking instead of being on the side of anger or judging or defensive, assuming another person is coming from a place of a negative place, right? Another person might not have read it the way that you meant it or heard it the way that you said it. Again, please share Healing Together with the Holidays with anyone and everyone we do not know who is struggling and grief and loss is something that can look different to many, many people. And it's something that we will all go through if we're not yet, something we all will at some point. Uh, And there are many, many people who are struggling silently. So it is something that everyone uh, can be aware of National Grief Awareness Week, December 2nd through the 8th. But the bonus material will begin being sent out on Thanksgiving. Thank you so much for being a part of this community. And the the Grief Hub Awareness Calendars, I don't know if I've shared that on this podcast or not. I'm kind of losing my mind through planning this whole event. Um, If you have not seen them, the artwork is designed by uh, kids and teens, and it is unbelievable. Uh, Please consider getting yours. It also begins, it coincides with National Grief Awareness Week. It's a 13-month calendar. So it starts December of this year and is all of 2024. And it has all of these dates that the world needs to be talking more about. And these dates, some of which, including this National Grief Awareness Day week, that are not on calendars. Some are, but even if they are, they're not discussed enough. They're not um, given enough attention. Or even if they are given a little flag or mention we're not using them the way the world needs to be using them to create some different conversations and so please support these kids art support these calendars support this event and always be ruthless Thanks so much for listening today. Your support means everything to me, truly. If this podcast resonates with you, please do me a favor and join in the Ruthless Movement by making some noise and doing one of these four things. Subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Tell a friend so we can break stigmas even faster. Leave a review so people can see what you think of the show. And last, if you want to learn more about me and be a part of the Grief Hub community, please head on over to the Facebook group. We'd love to have you. Thanks again for spending your time with us and see you next week.